Hey, this is the Mark Butler Show, episode 35, and I've realized that in walking you through Bookkeeping 101, one thing I need to talk about is all of the different finance professions, finance service providers you could hire in your business to help you deal with the money if and when your business gets to a level that you need that. So today we're going to talk about bookkeepers, accountants slash tax preparers, CFOs or chief financial officers, financial planners slash investment advisors, and money coaches. Because what I've found is that over the four years that I've been doing the work I've been doing, especially in this world of solopreneurs, I get confused with all of these things. I'll get emails at least a couple of times per month from someone who says, I think I need to hire you. And then as they explain why they think they need to hire me, what I realize is I've done a poor job of explaining on my website what I actually do and what I don't do. So today I want to take you through all of the finance professions and explain where I fit in to that group. Here's how it usually goes when a solopreneur, and maybe other types of business owners too, but here's how it usually goes when a solopreneur decides that she or he needs some help with the financial aspects in their business. Because taxes are the thing that are on the top of our minds. Taxes are usually the thing that that force us to think about our money in the first place because it's January or February, March, April, or even May, and we realize, I got to get my taxes done. I need some help. So most people will first seek out an accountant or what we're calling an accountant. An accountant doesn't mean a tax preparer, but that's the space that that word occupies in most of our heads. Accountant equals tax preparer. So most people will usually seek out a tax preparer first. And the ta- and they'll say to their tax preparer, I'm late on my taxes. I got to get them done. Can you help me out? The tax preparer says, sure. Here's all the stuff I need you to send me. The business owner scrambles to pull all of that together, sort of sends it over, kind of like, I hope this is all right here. Take this. You deal with it. The tax preparer asks them a bunch of questions, they get the tax returns filed, and then they don't feel so stressed anymore, and they're like, okay, I'm out of the woods on that. Then the business owner usually realizes, oh, I don't really want that to be quite so stressful next year. So they go back to the tax preparer that just worked with them and said, and they say, okay, how do I get myself ready? Can you work with me sort of on the day-to-day of my money? I really want to make sure that next year I'm not in this same mess. And the tax preparer says... No, I don't do that. Now, usually they say, no, I don't do that. Because you do have some accounting firms and tax preparers who also do bookkeeping. But my experience has been that tax preparers, whether they're a CPA or an accountant or what's called an enrolled agent with the IRS, they usually don't want to deal with the day-to-day bookkeeping and financial management in a business. They want to stick with their expertise, which is preparing tax returns. So they build their whole practice around this big annual push to get all the tax returns done. And they usually want their clients to work with a bookkeeper on the day-to-day maintenance of the data, of all the transactions. Everything we've talked about in Bookkeeping 101, your typical tax preparer does not want to deal with all of those Bookkeeping 101 jobs. So then our solopreneur goes out and finds a bookkeeper and says to the bookkeeper, I was in a mad scramble for taxes last year. I don't ever want to deal with that mess again. Can I hire you to import, balance, categorize, reconcile? Now, they don't know that they want their bookkeeper to import, balance, categorize, reconcile, but we've talked about that earlier in the Bookkeeping 101 series. You need to go subscribe on iTunes if you haven't heard that, but that is what they're trying to hire their bookkeeper to do. Import the data into some software, categorize all the transactions correctly, make sure that everything balances, and then reconcile it when it's finished so when tax time rolls around, it's all 
prepared and tidy and you just turn it over to the tax preparer and it goes smoothly. That is what our solopreneur is trying to hire their bookkeeper to do. And that is exactly what the bookkeeper wants to do. They have their favorite financial software. It's probably QuickBooks. It might be zero. In my case, it happens to be you need a budget. But the bookkeeper wants to import data, categorize transactions, balance accounts, and then reconcile it all so that it's ready to turn over to the tax preparer. That's what the bookkeeper wants to do. So now our solopreneur has a person to help her with her taxes, and she feels great relief about that. Now she has a bookkeeper to do the day-to-day maintenance and categorization of the data, so she knows that's happening, or she, she hopes it's happening. Sometimes book, bookkeepers do drop the ball, and that's a great relief to her. Time goes on, and her business starts to succeed, and there starts to be more cash and more opportunities to invest, and she starts to feel the stress of success. A lot of small business owners don't realize that it is just as stressful, maybe more stressful, to succeed in a business than to be in that getting started phase where you wonder if it's going to work. Once it actually starts working and you've got a little money and you realize that you want it to keep working, you don't want to lose what you've created, and there are all these different ways that you could be spending your money in your business, that's scary and that's stressful. So then our solopreneur goes back to the two people that she's already hired in her business to help her with the money, the accountant and the bookkeeper, and says, I need help managing my cash flow. Can I afford to hire a new team member? Can I buy this coaching program? Can I invest in a new website? Can I afford it? And up until very recently, both the tax preparer and the bookkeeper would kind of throw up their hands and say, that's not what I do. So sorry, I can't help you. And the reason that's always been the case is because there's not that much strategy in either of their jobs. There's some strategy in, a, in an accountant's job. They need to be advising us on what we can do to ethically and legally minimize our tax bill. So there's some strategy there. In solopreneur businesses, I'm not trying to claim that I'm a tax preparer, but what I've observed in my own business and in the businesses of my clients, tax preparers don't usually have a lot to say strategically about our businesses because they're so small and they're so simple. So there's not a ton of tax strategy involved in a say, $150,000 per year solopreneur business. There's just not. So our solopreneur goes to the tax person and says, can you help me do cash flow strategy and, and tell me whether I can afford to make these investments in my business? And the tax preparer says, no, I don't do that. Talk to your bookkeeper. The bookkeeper then, or the solopreneur turns to the bookkeeper and says, can you help me manage my cash flow? I need to know whether or not I can afford to hire a new virtual assistant and invest in this branding for my site and sponsor this conference. And the bookkeeper says, uh, I can give you a P&L, which is great. That is the bookkeeper's job. The bookkeeper's job is to prepare a profit and loss statement and a balance sheet and maybe a few other reports that, that the bookkeeper and the business owner have decided are useful. Those reports are nearly always backwards-facing reports. So they can say, well, here's what you spent over the last quarter on that. Here's what you spent over the last year on that. Is that helpful to help you make a decision about how much you can afford to spend today? Actually, yes, sort of. It's better than nothing. But like I said, up until very recently, tax preparers and bookkeepers really wanted nothing to do with business strategy and cash flow strategy. And that is where the next finance role comes in. And that is what we're calling a CFO or chief financial officer, or in my case, budget nerd. You see, when I started my business, I didn't realize that I was becoming what is effectively a CFO, but that's what I do. I take all of my clients' financial information and I assemble it. I look at it historically and say, here's where the money has gone in the past. 
I look at how much cash is on hand today, and I look at how much cash will be on its way in the near future and that we plan to be spending in the near future. So I take all this information about the business's financial past, present, and future, and I use it to create a budget. Now, budget is a weird word for a lot of people. They, they see budgets as restrictive, and so I sometimes even resist using the word budget. The safer, friendlier word is forecast, because in my job, I'm using the financial past and present to create a forecast that the business owner and I both believe in that allows us to take action. So my client comes to me and says, can I hire a new virtual assistant? And I say, well, based on the amount of money that is, that's on its way to us with our client's payment plans that they're paying, based on the amount of money we're already planning to pay out across all of our expenses, the team, the software, travel, other projects we have going on right now, With all of the money that we have coming in and all of the money that we're planning to spend, yes, I think that we can afford to pay a new virtual assistant this much per month or not. And if the answer is no, I don't think we can afford that right now, then my job as CFO is to say, if you bring in this much extra money, you can't afford it. And also my job as a strategist specifically working with solopreneurs is to say, let's look at your specific offers in your business And look at which of those offers actually produce the most profit so that if we're trying to figure out how to afford a new team member or a new website or a new Facebook advertising initiative, we can look at which offers will support that new initiative best. So we might be talking about, let's look at your retreats versus your one-on-one coaching. Let's look at your membership program versus your one-on-one coaching. Which of these deserves more of your time and energy right now so that you have more profit so that you can make other investments into the growth of your business or distribute more of the money to yourself personally so you can go spend it on your personal life? That is my job as CFO. It's to manage the cash. In fact, just the other day, one of my clients said to me, you know, I'm paying you to stress out about the cash flow so that I don't have to. And that's, that's perfect. That's exactly what my job is. My job is to understand my client deeply, understand her business deeply, take what I know about her and what I know about her business so that when she comes to me and says, I'm going to launch this new program, how much do I need it to generate? Or she comes to me and says, I don't want to launch that program that I've always launched in the past. Can I afford not to? It's my job to take everything I know about her, everything I know about her business and her financial past, present and near future and put them together and give her what is effectively a sales quota and tell her, I need you to bring in this much money by this day in order to do everything we've decided is important to you between paying yourself, paying your taxes, paying your team and making investments in growth. That's my job as CFO. So when people come to me and say, I need to hire a money guy, I always have to clarify because what I need to know is, do you need someone to do your taxes? Because I can recommend someone. Do you need a bookkeeper? That actually probably is me, but I'm not just a bookkeeper. So if you want to spend a hundred bucks a month on bookkeeping, I might be able to recommend somebody for that too. I happen to be a CFO and I call myself an accidental bookkeeper because in order to give my clients good strategic advice on their financial future, I need to have information about their financial past and their financial present. And that requires bookkeeping. And if you've been listening to Bookkeeping 101, you know that that requires me to do import, balance, categorize, reconcile in their business so that I can then create their forecast, a forecast that they believe in and that I believe in and that allows us to take action, 
make good decisions, and sleep well at night. Now, I am seeing a great trend in my industry, thanks in large part to this book called Profit First, where more and more bookkeepers and more and more tax preparers are now positioning themselves also as a CFO. So they're using ratios, usually ratios and percentages in a business to say, well, you want your business spending to fall kind of within these percentages. You want to pay yourself this percentage right off the top, which I think is great. It's taking the one of the oldest financial principles from, from personal finance, which is pay yourself first and implementing it, applying it in a business setting, which I think is great. This philosophy wants you to give a certain percentage to taxes and, and et cetera. And, and I think that's amazing. I, I think that this profit first movement is healthy and it's beneficial to business owners everywhere. So that's why I say in the past, you know, two, three years ago, I was kind of the only person that I'd heard of that was a money person who wanted to deal with strategy and deal with cash flow management. Thanks to Profit First, I think more and more people are trying to do that. If you don't mind me tooting my my own horn, I, I still think I'm the best at it because I'm not a slave to prescribed percentages. I want to know my client deeply. I want to know her business deeply. And I want to advise not just on what percentage we should be spending on taxes and profit, but also to be able to say, you know what? I don't think the retreats really serve your greater good, your greater goals. I think that they're too expensive mentally, emotionally, energetically, and financially, for example. Sometimes retreats are great. I'm just giving an example. I want to be there with my client to say, let's dig in on your one-on-one offer. Should we double the price? What happens if we double the price? So I'm a CFO who goes beyond percentages and gets into the actual nitty-gritty of the individual products and team members and priorities in the business. So we've talked about bookkeepers, tax preparers, chief financial officers or CFOs. We need to talk about financial planners and financial advisors, and we need to talk about money coaches. The reason I bring up financial planners and financial advisors is that I will very often have people reach out to me about my services and say, well, I want to hire you because I really think I need a financial planner. And the fact is they may in their heads think financial planner means CFO. So they may be thinking everything I just said about managing cash flow and all of that, in their mind, they call that a financial planner and that's totally fine. I bring it up here because financial planners and financial advisors are an actual thing and they, they fill a different role and serve a different purpose in our lives. And usually a financial planner is a person who helps us understand what to do with all of the excess cash in our business or in our personal life. Now, as solopreneurs, there's not much difference between the excess cash in our business and our personal life. It's kind of all our money. So once our business is very profitable and it's throwing off extra cash, it's even throwing off more cash than we can or want to reinvest in the growth of our business, then we're looking for something to do with that cash to set us up for the long term, whether it's mutual funds or different types of insurance or real estate or whatever it is. That is where usually a financial planner or an investment advisor comes in to help us. So financial planners and, and financial advisors don't typically deal directly with the business and its finances, although there are exceptions. But usually financial planners, financial advisors are people who are dealing with our personal finances, our long-term retirement savings and investments, things like that. So that's not me. That's not your accountant. That's not your bookkeeper. It's somebody with a totally different set of priorities and skill set. Last but not least, let's talk about money coaches. Now, I bring up money coaches because I work in the solopreneur world, and there are lots of 
different flavors of coach. And one of those flavors is money coach. Money coaches usually work on one of two things. They, they usually work on kind of mindset stuff where people have uh, mental, emotional struggles with, with money that they kind of brought with them from childhood and their money coach is helping them work on the mental, emotional aspects of money. And that applies to their business and their personal life. Usually, my observation is that money coaches are dealing with people in their personal finances. But of course, whatever you do in your personal life that improves your thoughts and emotions around money, that's going to benefit you equally in your business. And I don't consider myself a money coach. Now, I've had my clients tell me, you know, you're really a great coach. And I I appreciate that they say that. I enjoy that kind of interaction with my client, but I would never position myself as a person who's going to work extensively or exhaustively with a client on their thoughts and feelings about their money. My job is the math. I'm good at the math. I'm good at the emotions that relate directly to the math. So I can tell my client, you know, here's what the math is telling us, but I think maybe you have some worry or some fear that's causing you to question this math. So just let's just trust the math. And that's about as far as I can take the coaching. I'm not certified or trained really to deal with the mental, emotional aspects of money. I just want to deal with the math and I want the math to improve our feelings about the money. I've had so many experiences with my clients where I can tell them, listen, here's what the math is, is saying. You're doing great. You've got a great business. You're managing your money effectively. Your clients are happy. You've got extra cash. All of this math is telling us what a great job you're doing. And then they say, well, it's such a huge relief because I've always been worried or I've always felt insecure about the money or I've always felt like I'm bad with money. And I always tell them, I'm not really the person to coach you through those feelings, but I can tell you that the math proves that you should not be worried, that you are not bad with money. The math proves that you're doing a great job. And my clients seem to like that. They like, they like when the math tells them what a great job they're doing. Those are all the finance professions that I can think of that a solopreneur might want to work with during you know, his or her life as a business owner. People will often ask me, when is it time for me to hire these people? So I'll just give my opinion on these things. I believe strongly that especially when your business is new, you should be your own bookkeeper. That's why I created Let's Do the Books, which is a course that takes you through my bookkeeping approach. So you can be your own bookkeeper on the path to becoming your own CFO. If your business gets complicated, meaning you have lots of different types of of products and services that you offer, eventually you might find that it takes too much time to do your own bookkeeping. So then you might want to hire someone like me or or a different bookkeeper to manage the data for you day to day. But I always give people the example of my friend, Jesse Meekum, who's the CEO of a multi-million dollar software company, and he does his own bookkeeping. 50 plus employees, and he still chooses to do his own bookkeeping because it's that important to him to be in touch with his numbers. And I think that's great. So start out by being your own bookkeeper, hire a bookkeeper when the business either becomes too big or too complicated for you to maintain the books yourself. And if you don't feel like you know how, go to letsdothebooks.com and I'll help you get started as your own bookkeeper. When should you hire a tax preparer? This is just my bias, but I've always used someone else to prepare my taxes. There's nuance and there's a lot of detail and there's a lot of complexity to tax preparation. And I don't choose to educate myself about it. I trust a pro. And I've been working with the same guy for, 
I don't know, eight or nine years now. We have a great relationship. He knows me really well. He knows my business really well. And there was one year where he bailed me out. I, I potentially could have gotten in real trouble with the IRS because of uh, the adoptions. My, my kids are adopted and adoption expenses are deductible, but they're also an audit flag because people tend to cheat on them. Well, I got audited and I would have had no idea how to save myself in that mess. But Casey, my tax guy, took care of me. So I choose not to do my own taxes, and I never will. When should you hire a CFO? I can't tell you when you should hire a CFO. I can tell you that my clients who've been happiest with me are those clients who get into that upswing in their business, where suddenly it's succeeding at a, at a level and at a pace that they weren't sure was ever going to happen. And then it happens, and now they're trying to manage all that cash, and they don't feel like they want to do it alone they might even feel like they can't do it alone, and they're looking for someone to get their eyes on the cash flow, and that's when they hire me. So usually, the people who hire me are people who've just passed six figures in their business, or they're on their way to six figures in their business, and the stress of success is kind of keeping them awake at night, and they hire me. I do all the math. I present all the information in a way that they can digest it, and then they feel calm and confident in continuing to grow their business. I think that's a great time to hire a CFO. I'm not going to touch the financial planner or financial advisor thing because that's not something that I personally have dealt much with. I think we all need to educate ourselves about the different options we have for long-term savings and retirement. So educate yourself and make your own best decision there. That's not something I really touch. And I think that covers it. The bottom line of all of this is that I want you to embrace the numbers and the money in your business. I want you to learn everything that you can and everything you feel is practical for you to learn. And then I want you to explore your options when it comes to hiring experts like me to assist you in the financial aspects of your business, whether it's a bookkeeper, a tax preparer, a CFO. Explore your options. If you want to get in touch with me about the work that I do, you can reach me at mark at markbutler.com. I hope this is useful to you. I hope you have a great week, and I will be talking to you next Friday.